You're listening to Not The Queen's English, the podcast where we talk about life in the UK and British English. My name's Holly. And my name's Murray. And this week we're talking about going on holiday. When you were growing up and you sort of, you came back um, to school after the summer holidays, where had people generally gone on holiday? Did people tend to go abroad? A lot of people went to Benidorm. Yeah. Um, and do you remember, we have a very posh friend who didn't know that Benidorm was a real place. Because yeah. there's a, a, a BBC, <laughs> is it a BBC thing? No. ITV. Yeah. Yeah, very ITV. There's an ITV sitcom called Benidorm. Um, about like British expats living in Benidorm and our friend mm. is so posh that he thought that it had just been made up for that programme. I guess he'd never met anyone who went on holiday there. Yeah, different different world that mm. they were living in, yeah. I think. <laughs> well, I, it's funny you should say expats, that you should mention expats because I think a lot of places that people in the UK go on their holidays are also places where there are lots of British people living. Yeah. And we call them expats, like expatriates, yeah. which is so weird because... <laughs> People don't generally call, like, immigrants from other countries in the UK, like, expats. No. We used to go to Cornwall a bit, and I think a lot of people in my neck of the woods would go down to Cornwall or over to Wales for holidays, because, like, those... I live... Like, I grew up in such a landlocked place, Mm, and, like, probably by other countries' standards, it's not that landlocked, but it's about a two-hour's drive to the sea, I think. Yeah. And that's... In the UK, that's a lot. Um, So, yeah, I think people did often try and get down to sort of, you know, coastal places. And then there was, like, like one family at my school who had, like, Scottish connections, so they would go up to Edinburgh for the tattoo every year, and I'd always be like, what is that? And even now that I know what it is, I'm still like, they went all that way. People go mad for the tattoo, though. No, people do. But it's just surprising because I think the way they described it to me, I think I thought that... The whole festival was for the tattoo. The whole festival was for the tattoo rather than you'd go, you'd go like once to the tattoo. You'd go like one evening and then you'd be doing other things. Because I still don't, is it like military parades and stuff? I don't really know. it's, It's like military, it's at the castle, basically, which is obviously a big draw for people. Um, and yeah, it's like different military like parades and stuff, and then like also military like choirs and like dancers and stuff. I guess. Oh yeah, like traditional dancing, Scottish country dancing. Yeah, I don't know. I've never been. It's never really particularly no. appealed to me. Um, yeah, so I don't. I don't really know what they get up to. Piping, I guess. Oh yeah, piping. I'm um, sure. And then there's fireworks as well. I think every night as part of it. But yeah, yeah, that always seemed like very mysterious and interesting. It's interesting because like I think. I I just really there's so many places in the UK I want to go on holiday to. Yeah. Uh, there's so many places I want to see, and it's partly because like I I generally don't want to fly again if I can help it in life. But yeah, I think there's so many amazing places to see in the UK. Well, but, you've, you still haven't been to Blackpool. N- well, no. Okay. So you <laughs> Black there there's a kind of a number of classic British seaside resorts that people used to go on holiday to, like, a lot. It was Mm. very popular in the sort of, I don't know, I guess, like, early to mid-20th century. And, like, I guess from the Victorian times, really, these there were a lot of places that became very, like, wealthy and very popular. Yeah, I think pretty much with with the railways, these these Ah, places. Ah, right, that makes sense. Yeah, so, like, Blackpool, I guess, like, Skegness, Scarborough, maybe, Lyme Regis. Yeah. You know, the... Western Supermare. Western Supermare, Brighton. Brighton. Um, And then there was a kind of a dip as people started to get cheap holidays abroad and like package holidays and stuff but I do think that people are now there is a bit of a revival in some of these places but a lot of them really suffered yeah 
But, but it, you used to go to Blackpool on your holidays. Yeah, Blackpool... In October half-term, did you go? Yeah, the October holidays, we would call it. We don't say half-term in Scotland. Well, um, you're missing out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we would go in... I, we must have gone in the summer a few times, but we would often go in October because in Blackpool, they have what's called the Blackpool Illuminations, which is like at the start of the autumn, once the days start getting shorter, they just decorate the whole of Blackpool basically with all these like street lights. Street lights? I don't mean that. Just like decorative yeah, lights. Yeah, yeah, No, I think you do. Oh, no, not street lights because yeah, you have like lampposts. Lamp <laughs> oh, oh my God, magnificent lampposts. No, absolutely stunning. Yeah, yeah. They, they just decorate the whole place with like loads of lights. It's weird, I don't have any clear memories of what it looks like. I think I can picture because they put lights on like the trams as well. Blackpool's very famous for its trams. Um, basically every they, time could they put like fairy yeah. lights or whatever yeah essentially wow I didn't know that yeah um, so yeah we used to go down for that um, and like I think when you found out that I used to regularly go on holiday to Blackpool you were quite amazed basically because it just seems like a very working class thing to do like that it, it's not something like middle class or like posh people in the UK do not go to Blackpool on their holidays I think that's well, I think there's also like a geographic element to it because Blackpool's quite far away from Cheltenham where I grew up. Whereas yeah. I, it is still far f- from where from Bathgate. It was like three hours. It, it's. I think there is just more of a tradition of like people from Scotland going down to Blackpool in yeah. a way that like I, I'm trying to think what the equivalent would be where I'm from. So I think like that's part of it. That's but true. I suppose, there are different, like yeah. I suppose I was surprised because. When I when I imagine like having a holiday in Blackpool, it just seems like a lot of the things you wouldn't like. Like there's like <laughs> entertainments, um, and like maybe going to the amusement arcade, which I love. I really want to go to Blackpool and go to the amusement arcade. Yeah, this but is the like... weird thing. Like you go to Blackpool, basically what you do, they have loads of like arcades. So like essentially places where you can like play video games and gamble. Um, you know, with like the Penny Falls. Yes, you know I love the Penny Falls. Which, but then I don't in know. the evenings you had entertainments. What I'm, what <laughs> I'm basically driving at here is I want you to talk about. <laughs> I want you to talk about one of my favourite stories um, of your time in Blackpool. But this isn't like representative of the UK. This is just about my sad life. No, I know, but it's funny. We went to the the like. I think at the Pleasure Beach there's some sort of like auditorium. Um, but yeah, we went to see a Queen tribute act <laughs> at the Pleasure Beach. <laughs> Um, yeah, the Queen Tribute Act had a warm-up act who was just, he was just a guy who sang. Um, and I remember this really dates it because he sang uh, Evergreen by Will Young. Oh my gosh, so, so what is that, 2002? Something like that, yeah. yeah. The year giving, that Michelle, giving away your age there. I was supposed to say the year that Michelle McManus was robbed, but she won, that's the whole point. She won, yeah, this is, so she won in 2001, I think, and then 2002 was Will Young, Gareth Gates, oh is God. that right? Might be the other way Maybe. around. Anyway. Um... Yeah, so yeah, so they had this warm up act, and he just he just went on for so long, <laughs> and I just remember going to the toilet and just crying <laughs> with with boredom. I was so bored and like and like hot, and I was just like, he's still on, and then I'm gonna have to listen to the whole Queen <laughs> act. I just, I just, you know, when you're a child and you're like, you cannot conceive of the end of this situation. Yeah, you have no control over things, yeah. do you? And I just thought, am I going to die here? <laughs> yeah, I was really sad. That's not a happy memory. Was it <laughs> that you, um, that you won a t-shirt and the person thought you were called Mary or something? Molly. Molly. That, yeah, the, this was the beginning. English people cannot deal with my name, even though, you know, Andy Murray exists. Yeah, okay, Murray Mintz. Murray Mintz. Jenny Murray. Jenny Murray. 
archives. Yeah. So I think, like, yeah, we, we've talked a little bit about the sort of, like, traditional classic British holiday experience, which is, like, yeah, end of the pier humour, donkey mm. rides, having a 99, which is a, a soft serve ice cream with a flake in it, yeah. Mr Whippy. Um, Thank you, the, Margaret Thatcher. Um, people, I think there's also the thing of, like, when you picture like old fashioned seaside experiences, it's like um, fat men wearing vests, With sitting in deck chairs, a knotted handkerchief yeah, on their head, to keep the sun off their bald peaks. Yes, that's such a thing. Yeah. And also like bawdy humour, so like kiss me quick, squeeze me slow. This, this is something that was very much still present when I was going to Blackpool mm. as a child, like smutty postcards. Yeah, that's still such a thing. Like you know, um, cartoons of women with big boobs and big bums and whatever. Yeah, getting like bitten on the bum by. A crocodile. <laughs> where did the crocodile I don't, I don't, come why, from? Yeah, where, yeah. Um, and I'm, oh, I'm, sorry. No, uh, I was just thinking of crocodiles, Punch and Judy. Oh yeah. Yeah, puppet <laughs> shows and like entertainments at the seaside. Yeah. So what were you gonna say? I, get, I don't remember there being Punch and Judy in Blackpool, but I have seen a Punch and Judy. I can't think where it would have been. Um, no, I was just gonna say I remember in Blackpool as well, like seafront shops selling like. Um, basically, like, um, paraphernalia for stag do's. Like, big oh. fake boobs that you could put on. Yeah. Um, like, shorts that looked like they had the bum cut out of them, but it was a fake plastic bum sticking at the back of them. Um, <laughs> I've never seen the light. Yeah, like, we- like, various comedy wigs. Um, oh, whereas yeah. I, I'm picturing more, you know, seaside shops with like buckets and spades and like nets that you could do to go like rock pooling. Yeah, and like um, fo- like sort of those really colourful inflatable footballs in a net. Yeah, a big net, plastic net out the front yeah. where you could get that kind of thing. Yeah, that these are all just like sort of typical British holiday experiences and and like some of that has died out a bit but you do these are still like stereotypes I think we have of British holidays so I think we've like covered some of the the like classic British seaside holiday things Mm -hmm. but what about Brits abroad because Mm. I think that even that as a set phrase Brits abroad has quite a lot of negative connotations and I wonder if British people ever done anything bad in (laughs) other countries name one example Um, yeah I wonder if if the people listening will will have this same you know perception of British people because there's definitely the yeah, the stereotype of British people going abroad, getting, like, horribly sunburnt oh and looking God. like big lobsters, yeah. being, like, extremely drunk, yeah. not being able to speak the language of the country they're in and so just, like, shouting at people. Being quite belligerent about the fact that they don't speak the language. Yeah, just generally... And just generally being, like, very rowdy. Yeah. Um, because... And it's such, a, it's such a shame, isn't it, that, like... Because we we both love languages, that's why we do this. And yeah. you especially speak lots of different languages, mm. um, but it's that's not reflective of what it's like growing up in the UK. Because what what languages did you learn at school, and how old were you when you started learning them? We had French from primary six, so the second last year of primary school. Yeah. Um, so I, how how old would you have been then? Uh, like nine. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But I mean, it was very, it was very rudimentary. I'm sure I've told you before that like we would learn like colors, like what's in my pencil case, and then occasionally my teacher would sit with a dictionary and translate <laughs> word by word a song like Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer 
into French, presumably eschewing all grammar. Um, and we would sort of learn those. So, like, yeah, to what extent I was taught French at that age, I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not sure I could, I could sort of swear to it. Um, and then, but it alternated year by year. So my brother, who's three years older than me, did German. So at my primary school, one year got ah. German, the next year got French and so on. And then when I was at secondary school, you could take up Spanish um, when you were like uh, 14, something like that. Um, and that was all that was on offer. I remember some of the Catholic schools did Italian. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, but that that was it. I remember looking at like the course catalogue. I don't know. But we had like the sort of, for our exam board, it had like um, a list of like all the exams you could do. I remember looking through that and being like, oh my God, Urdu, Gaelic, <laughs> um, I don't know, ancient Greek. Like, yeah, I remember just absolutely marvelling that you could do all these things, but like... But like, who does them? Like, this, it's such a bad, yeah. it's so limited language teaching in the UK. Yeah. And it's sad because, yeah, we, I suppose people just think like, oh, everybody speaks English and people go to places. And I guess, yeah, if you go to like a touristy place, like a resort town somewhere abroad then there's a good chance a lot of people will speak English but just the yeah the attitude that people generally have of like not not even just learning a couple of words in the language to like help smooth the situation but what's really struck me recently as well as like if you do speak languages people in the UK look on that as a kind of a superpower (laughs) <laughs> like they cannot but like they just cannot but whereas like I think for a lot of people in other countries like being bilingual or like you know just speaking two or three other languages like quite quite competently is just really normal mm. and and to the extent that it's taken me a long time to realise that like I've I've always felt like my Spanish is pretty fluent and then I'm like decent in some other languages and then I think do you know what if you compare my Spanish to like the English of a lot of people in other countries like it's pretty pathetic. Even people who don't even... But I guess what I mean is people who speak English to the level that I speak Spanish in other countries won't consider themselves as someone who's, like, into languages. Yeah. It'll just be like, well, okay, I just, like, had to do this. So that is just... It's a bit sad. The bar is very low. Mm. If, if you if you want to feel like a really impressive polyglot, like, come to the UK because, yeah, like... people will be amazed <laughs> if, you, if you speak more than one language. Yeah. Well, I, um, something that's gone down in, like, family history for us is that my brother had been doing Spanish for two years or something when we had our childhood holiday to Spain. Mm. And my parents were like, this is great. Like, he'll be able to just, you know... He'll be able to really help us out in situations... And, like, he just couldn't... He couldn't say anything, basically. All he could say was, Dos Solero shots, por favor. <laughs> um, probably in that accent as well. <laughs> it's funny, when I spent three months in Madrid on my gap year. Um, and <clears throat> Thank you. And um, my brother came in to visit me. And I, like... He was essentially just having a pad- package holiday, but, like, in Madrid. So, like, he turned up... Um, <laughs> like, drunk out of his face because he'd been drinking since, like, 10am in the airport. Yeah, well, this is a thing you could do, isn't it? That they're like, well, the rules of, like, regular rules of, like, time... Yeah, I'm on my holidays. Don't like, count, have a like, get to the airport. Yeah, go to the Weatherspoons in the airport and have a pint. Yeah. So, hang on, he turned up drunk. He turned up drunk. He got sunburned within about five minutes. <laughs> he, like, made friends with, like, the sort of um, street mu- m- musicians. Yeah. Um... <laughs> He learned one sentence, which he pronounced "mi español es terrible," and he said that to everyone. Um, we went to um, the Retiro Park, which is like the big park in the middle of Madrid, um, 
we went on like the little rowboats. Him and his girlfriend got a caricature Hang on, done. his girlfriend was there his as well. Was, was she there. drunk? Was she sunburned? No, she was somewhat more sensible than him. I think there there is probably a gendered aspect yeah. to some of this <laughs> bad behaviour abroad. Um, so yeah, it was it was an interesting sort of clash of two holiday philosophies. Oh my god! Um, well, so this this reminds me because you've t- I have very like fond um, memories of you telling me about your brother's lance holiday. Oh god! The concept of a lance holiday strikes terror into my very well, soul. Because I think what surprised me is I think I so there's holidays that people often go on like at the end of school. So at my oh. school. When we finished our GCSEs, like a, a group of boys went down to like Truro or something. Basically, like yeah, people go on holiday together, and yeah, they went to Cornwall, and I think the girls also went to like a different part of Cornwall. Um, Gosh, yeah, I think that's then... a slightly more middle class thing to do it at the end of school. I I don't I don't know anyone. It didn't have it didn't who have did that. that. Well, there was also like um, there was a group of boys who I think this might have been between years twelve and thirteen, so like between the final years of school, mm. um, that they went on holiday. I think they went to Turkey, and one of them got deported. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. Because, yeah, it's... Yeah. I, I can't remember, like, I'm not... I, I it was something alcohol-related, and, yeah, he, he was deported. Um, so, yeah. Um, so you you didn't have that, but your... So your brother had a lad's holiday when he was, like, his early 20s or something? Yeah. Or, yeah, maybe he was, like, 24 or something like that. Um, and where did he go? Z- uh, Xanthi? Somewhere in Greece. Is it pronounced Xanthi? I always thought it was pronounced, like, Xanthi. I think it's Xanthi. Right. I don't know. It was somewhere like that. It was somewhere yeah. in Greece, uh, like a classic holiday destination Well, in that's Greece. the thing. Let's, like, so there's, like, Xanthi, Ayanapa. Yeah. Um, Ibiza, but I think Ibiza's... Ibiza's Spain. No, I know, but as in I'm going oh, through, right, like, sorry. the places that people go for their, like, lads' holiday or their, oh, like, girls' holiday or Magaluf. whatever. Magaluf. Benidorm. Um... Do people go on lads holidays? I think of Benidorm as being slightly more like expats and stuff rather than like... Well, like um, Jane Park went there. Oh, she took her mum there though, didn't she? Yeah, I think yeah. she did her season in Magga. She did her season in Magga. Yeah, <laughs> um, on the banana boats. Yeah, yeah, going on banana... I'm just trying to think of places they've been to on some Sex and Suspicious <laughs> Sex and Suspicious Parents, oh my God. I'd forgotten about that. Yeah, so some Sex and Suspicious Parents was on BBC Three, which will, like, gloss in the in the cheat sheet because it's got a lot of cultural, like, associations. Yeah, it but it would basically be, yeah, this kind of thing of, like... It's generally teenagers, like, maybe they've just finished school. Because um, my cousin did this. I'm trying to think where... I'm trying to remember where he went to. But well, he, when he finished school? When he finished... Uh, no, I think it might have been the first, like, after the first year of uni or something. Oh, yeah, there was, like, 20 restrictions were being lifted, yeah, 20 of them. So, like, big group of friends going on holiday abroad. So, Sunsex and Suspicious Parents would have, yeah, say, like, I don't know, they were, like, 18, 19, 20, um, that kind of age bracket generally, um, going on holiday with their friends, but their parents go with them, they don't realise, and the parents, like, spy on them with hidden cameras. So they think they're being filmed for, like, a documentary about, like, young people, like, celebrating the end of school or, like, young people's, like, holiday habits or whatever. But they're doing things like, like, drinking shots through a funnel and, like, snogging people in a nightclub, but their parents are watching on 
on hidden cameras. Yeah, it's really gross it's, and depressing. I know, but we used to, I used to love watching. Yeah, that you introduced program. you. Have, you're a great aficionado, or you used to be, of trash TV. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And yeah, that's like a classic lads holiday thing or like you know friends on holiday you get like matching t-shirts you get really drunk um because yeah what what, when your brother went wasn't like the air conditioning wasn't working in their room yeah it was like it was like 50 degrees there was no (laughs) air conditioning in their room and they like didn't do anything about it because i don't know they were too drunk to realize (laughs) um yeah they like he, he was just like ill it sounds like just the biggest nightmare oh yeah i'm glad that we never did that. and also because boys are so nasty to each other like if, if if you're really ill on your lance holiday people are not like you know getting Caring. you water and looking after you they're probably like i don't know drawing a willy on your face when you fell asleep <laughs> <laughs> like oh it's just why would you do that to yourself yeah that's <laughs> oh yeah i don't think like i'm not sure that any of my friends or like anyone i knew of at school went on any of those like big classic sort of party holidays um but yeah i suppose like you know a friend of ours went to magaloof when he finished school yeah for Um, like foam parties foam parties yeah oh god yeah. So yeah, I'm glad that's... we're too old for all this now. Yeah, well, that's wow. You could still go on an 18 to 30 holiday. What is Club 18 to 30? Because my brother also went on one of those, but with his girlfriend. So I think it was a bit, oh, a bit, a bit more, more staid. Yeah. yeah, that's so funny because like that—that that is a set phrase of like all oh, the 18 to 30 holiday. Imagine now going on holiday with 18 year olds. Uh, no, I wouldn't even imagine no. that. Thank you. <laughs> What about cruises? Because I think maybe some 18 to 30 are like sort of party cruises. Oh, really? Yeah, I think so. So I think of cruises as being a very like like middle-aged thing. Mm. Um, oh my God, centre parks. Can we talk about centre parks? Centre parks has always absolutely baffled me because it's really expensive. It's, yeah, it is very expensive. And also once you're there, you still have to pay for a lot of and things. And it's just like a middle class version of Butlins. Oh my god, well, you, you've got to explain what Butlins is. Because you went, you went to the one <laughs> I went. In, like, I think I went Minehead to a Pontins. Ah, okay. Which is like, knockoff Butlins. It's not the original and best. Um, uh, they're just like holiday camps, basically, Butlins and Pontins, aren't they? Like, but what, what does that actually mean? Like, because do you, do you stay in like a chalet? You stay, thing? yeah, you stay in a chalet or like a sort of cottage or cabin or something. Um, and like, I mean, when, when we went, we went to one in Devon and we just like did our own thing. It was just like in a really nice stretch of coastline. So we just like went for a walk. So we went to Peyton Zoo. Peyton? Peyton. Peyton Zoo. Um, where I was very ill. Oh, um, poor you. This does seem to be a bit of a like <laughs> yeah, I always common get... thing. You go anywhere and you, that's it. Then your body shuts down. You yeah, just want to be at home. I, yeah, poor me. Um, we're a couple of home birds really, aren't we? Yeah. Real home bodies. Um, yeah, we just like did our own thing, but I think the point of a holiday camp is like there'll be so the famous Butlins Redcoats. Oh yeah, they are the people who are like I guess they're essentially children's entertainers, but like they're the sort of staff there and they like sort of look after you mm. and they do like I don't, I don't know what they do. They like entertain the children, but they do entertain the adults as well because do I they? think they like dance. There'll be like evenings of dancing or whatever. They'll like dance with the adults and they'll oh, sing in the evenings. Oh my god, like dirty like... dancing. Like Patrick well, yeah, Swayze like and dirty, dirty dancing. dancing. Yeah. Um, so Except I think... it's Shane Ritchie rather than uh, Patrick Swayze. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, but you know, it's the same difference. <laughs> but they also, because aren't there all things like um, 
Because when you said about like winning competition, that competition in Blackpool, that's yeah. what I really associate with that's, holiday camps. Yeah. There's like a knobbly knees contest. It's like <laughs> a funny face contest where you like pull a face. Gurning. Gurning contest. Well, I don't know, because gurning to me is much more specific. Like you've got to have the like horse collar and stuff. Oh, what? Um, I think that gurning, they there's like you know the collars that go around horses, yeah. yeah that you yeah. you put your head through that, or like you put, hold your face ah. in that, and then you you gurn, and it's like, I mean, it's really you know people and it like, generally involves like taking your dentures. Yeah. Oh god, that makes me feel a bit sick. Um, yeah. So did you have any of that when you stayed in Pontins? No. I don't, because I, just, I mean, that stuff was on, but we just didn't, I don't think we, like, But didn't you, so, like, were there not facilities there? Was there, like, a swimming pool or, I like, think, a mini yeah. golf? I think it was the sort of thing, like, you're staying in, like, a cabin, and you're in this sort of, like, enclosure where there's, like, places you can go f- for walks, I guess, and then there'll be, like, a central bit where there's, like, a restaurant and, like, a little, like, leisure centre with, like, a swimming pool and stuff. Um, so like I think like we had our meals in, in like the restaurant because I guess it's like in the middle of nowhere mm. so there's not like restaurants around that you can walk to um, so yeah we like had our meals there and stuff but I don't remember like watching the like the entertainments but did you um, make friends with other kids there like was it, did you sort of hang out with other people or was did you keep yourselves to yourselves my memory is keeping ourselves to ourselves but you know I was a very antisocial child um, when, when we not went, just child listeners <laughs> excuse me when we went to my grand's caravan yeah. we, me and my brother had friends amongst the other kids whose parents or grandparents had caravan that was because there's a, there's a big tradition in the UK of like caravan parks being more like holiday camps, like mm. having entertainments. There wasn't any of that at, at the one my grand's caravan was at, but there was like a play park and like a, you know, like a block with like a laundry and toilets and stuff. Um, so yeah, we would like, we would like play with the other kids there. So, whereas I went to Centre Parks. You went to Centre Parks? Yeah, I'm sure I've told you this. Oh my God, the class I... divide in, in this podcast. <laughs> I think, I'm trying to think how many times I went. So I I went possibly three times. Come so on. twice I went with my godfather. He got married. Um, he didn't get married in Centre Parks. He got married in this, like, stately home, from what I remember, like, <laughs> next to Centre Parks. But everyone stayed in Centre Parks. Oh. Um, is it is Centre Parks nice? Yeah. Okay. Because I whenever I see like the, it. Whenever I see the adverts, I'm just like, oh, God, this just looks, like, bland. It looks so bland. Oh, right. No, it's nice. Um, and then, yeah, like, me, my parents, my brother went, uh, like, on another occasion as well. So, yeah, I think I have been three times. God. Um, it's, just, it's just funny because it was in the news it was in the news recently because there was this big hoo-ha over the fact that like for the queen's funeral loads of things closed oh, down God. and center parks basically said like nobody's allowed to leave their cabin on the day of the queen's funeral and i, I guess it was because <laughs> That's like what she would have wanted <laughs> Lock them up. <laughs> so yeah, like I think there was just this this whole thing of like I suppose it was the rationale was that the staff won't be there to like man the facilities, mm. therefore like yeah, people won't be able to like get stuff. Um, thank <laughs> you so much for listening to this episode. Um, we 
It was. It's been nice to take a slight wander down memory lane and think about childhood holidays. Well, that's a bit for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I never had to go and cry in the toilets because I was so bored. Like, yeah, you had to be there. <laughs> no, I didn't. I really, <laughs> I really didn't. Um, but if there's anything that we've mentioned today that you're like, what the hell are they talking about? Uh, you can find out by going to our Patreon where we have um, cheat sheets that just cover some of like the idioms and slang words uh, and kind of cultural references that we use uh, throughout so you can get that if you join our pod squad on patreon which is only five pounds a month and the what, pound is worthless at the moment anyway so you know i mean as far as we know I try, I try not to keep up with these things no that's, just, that's a very good point but yeah that is all available and the links for that uh, are in the show notes yeah anyone who is uh sort of a member, a follower. I don't really know what the technical term that they use here is, but anyone who follows us on Patreon uh, is also able to listen to the extended version of this. So all the rude bits that don't make it onto iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts from, (laughs) or the cheeky things that we say. So, um, yeah, I think that's probably, you know, that's probably us for today. If you have had any experiences of you know encounters with british people holidaying in your country we can only apologize well we can only apologize but also give us a shout like let us know what you know what your perceptions are of brits abroad and also if just there's if there's anywhere that you've been to in the uk and had a really nice holiday tell us that as well you can let us know on patreon or you can let us know on our instagram at not the queen's english um but yeah thank you so much for joining us and we will see you next time Bye-bye. bye 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 podcast where we talk about British English and life in the UK. This week, I'm Holly. <laughs> <laughs> Tonight, Matthew. I think...